Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I did a weird, (laughs) weird inhale there. Hopefully didn't catch it on the mic. Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie Murphy, and I am your host. And I don't have much of an intro today, but I do have one thing that I want to talk about. And that thing that I want to talk about is the fact that this week, the podcast officially surpassed one million downloads since joining Dear Media. That's just since joining Dear Media, which is wild. That's that's absolutely insane. I can't believe that last week I was talking about Jar Jar Binks's butthole and this week we're celebrating million downloads. But I just want to say thank you. Thank you to any of you who have ever listened and subscribed and rated, reviewed, posted, messaged. Anything that you've done has been unbelievably helpful. So just want to say thank you. This is the best job in the world. And I kind of can't believe that it's mine, but I appreciate it. And I can't wait for the next, the next mill. How about the next bill? The next bill. Um, also shout out to Dear Media because I've just had such a great experience working with them. Um, my producer, Nick, who's the best and all the other podcasters that I've met through them. It's just been, it's been really great. And I can't wait for, can't wait for 2022. All right. Anyway, let's get into our topic for today. So Today we are talking about the ick. And maybe you're familiar with the ick, maybe you're not. I'm going to give a rough definition before I tell you guys what we're doing today. So Urban Dictionary defines the ick as you could be starting to get interested with a guy or girl. They said, okay, I that's obviously not what they wrote. They wrote, you could be on the chirps with a guy or girl. And I didn't know what chirps meant. So I, I reorganized the words. Moving along. Everything seems to be going fine. You think you like them, but then you suddenly catch the ick. From then on, you can't look at the person the same way. You just progressively get more and more turned off by them. Weirdly, and maybe for no reason in particular, grossed out by them. Okay? You cringe at the thought of of you and them together. Nothing will be the same. You won't be able to do it any longer. (laughs) So that's what the ick is. The ick is not a red flag. It's not to be confused with a red flag. It's not categorically bad. Okay? It's not like somebody who has a hobby of like running over birds, like that would be a red flag, not necessarily an ick, although it can be one and the same. So red flags are icks, but icks are not always red flags. Do you get what I'm, do you get what I'm saying? So 
In December of 2020, we did an episode just all about the ick and things that give you the ick with the people that you're dating and all of that. This episode, we're going to be deciding if these things are ick. So you guys submitted them to me. Things you're kind of struggling with, okay? Maybe you're like in a new relationship and they just do this one thing and you can't decide if it's a deal breaker. Um, For the record, you can break up with anybody for any reason that you want. Just by the way, if the reason is you just don't want to be dating them anymore, then that's a good enough reason. You don't need to feel obligated to stay in any relationship. I just want to get that out of the way. So I'm going to be ranking these submissions on a on a scale. There's a spectrum of ick. You know, it's not all black and white. It's not a yes or no. So I'm going to go over the levels of ick with you that we will be using for this episode. I'll put them in the show notes so you can use them as like a key. So the levels of ick begin at zero. Zero is, well, I don't think I even chose any zeros for this episode, but just for personal reference, zeros mean no ick detected, normal behavior, and actually you might be the one with the problem. (laughs) Okay. Next, we move up to level one. Level one is the ick is present but not enough to even comment on it or mention it, all right? Level two, the ick is detected and it's light enough that you could probably tease them about it, all right? Zero, one, and two, we're in the green zone. That's that's green, you're good, you can probably push through it, not a deal breaker. Three is when we start getting into the red zone, okay? The yellow and mm, orange. I'd say three is orange. And level three is when the ick is getting in the way of regular activities and you need to vent to your best friends about it. And it's a possible deal breaker if behavior persists. Okay, that's our yellow zone. Wait, did I say yellow or orange? Can't remember. Four and five are where we get to the red zone. All right. Level four ick is that the ick is strong enough that you don't think you'll be able to spend time with them unless they literally, and I mean literally, never do it again. Like it can, it can work if they never do it again. Level five ick, criminal behavior straight to jail may possibly be charged with a crime. Like it's unacceptable. You leave the date, you leave the relationship. It's, you cannot come back from a level five. However, level zero through four, these icks can be healed. Okay. These icks can be healed with self-aware jokes. And you'll get what I mean as we go deeper into this, because sometimes the person that you're dating does something embarrassing, but they recognize it as embarrassing. And so they make a joke about it. That is what we call an ick healer. (laughs) I just made that up right now. There's got to be another phrase for that. Let me know if you think of one. That can heal the ick. All right. I also just want to say that girls can also be ick. Obviously, the majority of people who listen to this podcast are straight women who date straight men. So most of the submissions that I get are about straight guys. However, I ick myself all the time. My friends ick me sometimes. Other girls that I see ick me sometimes. It's not, it's not gender specific to men. It just happens to be all of the submissions that I get are about men. And I always get husbands that are like, well, I don't think that like all men do that. I'm like, yeah, obviously not all men do that. Obviously girls do this too. It's just my demographic dates men and that's what they submit their stories about. I also want to offer a life hack here and that is keep a list of icks about the guy you're dating. And this is because if the time ever comes that he breaks up with you or he starts doing something annoying, 
you look back on your list and you see all of the reasons why he's not worth your time. Okay. I didn't think of that. I can't remember if I saw that on a TikTok or a podcast. Somebody who said to keep an ick list. And I think it's smart. I think it's really smart. So now that we have the ick and the levels of ick defined, I think we should just dive into your submission. So we are going to be deciding what level of ick these are and if they're deal breakers or not. Okay. Let's let's get into it. Also, I do want to say, oh wait, did I just say this? I ick myself sometimes. For real. For real. Sometimes I listen back on my old episodes, major ick at myself. So if you do any of these behaviors that are icky, just know that I do them too. So whatever, who cares? All right, let's dive into it, shall we? First submission goes like this, and I'm stalling while I pull up my notes. Okay. He has really long nose hairs, and sometimes they stick out, and I feel weird asking him to pluck them, so it just gives me the ick every time I see them. Official rating of this one is a two. This is an ick level two, and let me tell you why. Never underestimate the power of a gift, the power of a birthday gift that includes like a new wallet and cologne and, oh my gosh, this cool nose hair trimmer I saw. My brothers are actually obsessed with it. I thought I would just get it for you. Do you want to try it right now? That's how you solve that. So some icks really, really do not have a solution. This one I feel does. Ick level two. Next up, wearing cowboy boots or Wrangler jeans or trucker hats like he's a clean cut cowboy. It can be kind of hot. However, the cowboy to racist correlation is just too strong. Okay, I will realistically say, I'm realistically rating these, by the way. Okay, this isn't a game. This isn't a game to me. <laughs> this is this is your life. All right, I will say that realistically, dressing like a cowboy, probably a level one. I mean, if you're into that. Just because he's clean cut, it's probably a level one. If he's like dirty and gross, it could up that. But I get that. Like sometimes that's people's personal style. Like sometimes I look at Tim McGraw and I'm like, mm, is he the hottest person I've ever seen? Yes, he is. However, I will agree that the cowboy to racist pipeline is real. And racists are ick level five, not possible to come back from. Not only is it evil, it's actually like kind of embarrassing. Like racists continue to embarrass themselves and can't really figure out why they're doing that. So if it's just the style, if it's just a cowboy hat here and there, a Wrangler, I won't, I won't yuck your yum. Okay, next. <laughs> when they send reels instead of TikToks. <laughs> I hate when people do this to me. In regards to dating, I'm going to give it a two just because I don't have much more information. If they just casually send you reels that they think are funny, whatever. This is when the ick becomes more present for me. When they actively hate on TikTok and then they send you reels. I hate when people do that. That is boomer behavior. It's giving, I still laugh at minion memes, you know? So if that's the case, if they like think that you being on TikTok is stupid and then they send you reels, that's ick level three to four. You, that's that's like you're starting to sweat and you may need to leave the situation. That's It's getting up there into that orange zone. Okay, next. She said he plays Magic the Gathering, but he does not have bad hygiene. Well, you're welcome in advance because I googled Magic the Gathering and it is, according to Wikipedia, a tabletop and digital collectible card game. And it also has words like Abzan, the clan of Tarkir, Jeskai, Sarnath, 
Squirrelcraft, and Voltron. So you're kind of picking up what I'm putting down, right? It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. Anyway, this actually, okay, so for me personally, this does not give me the ick because I find nerd behavior to be relatively harmless. I mean, as long as they're not like a neck beard with bad hygiene, I find it to be relatively harmless and even endearing. I, I can call it endearing because let me tell you what, nerds are faithful. Like if I go out of town or I'm out late with friends or I stay at my mom's for a weekend or whatever, I know that Matt's deepest desire is to play video games uninterrupted. Like that's that's all he wants to do. And I personally love that. Not to mention it's safe. Like he doesn't rock climb. We watched Free Solo the other day. Can you imagine dating somebody where like every weekend you're just not sure if they're going to live? So it's not extreme. It's safe. So nerd behavior does not ick me. That's a personal preference. I'm just giving you guys my arguments as to why marrying a gamer. I don't even want to say a gamer because sometimes it can be extreme. I don't want to say that like all gaming is harmless. I've absolutely known and seen people who are entirely addicted and can't function in real life. But if they just like to play games like on the weekends or after work or with their friends or whatever, I find it harmless. I find it harmless. Also, I had a lot of fun looking at Magic the Gathering, and I feel like I'd be really good at it. Okay, next next case. His favorite food, number one favorite food, is chicken Alfredo. <laughs> I, can't, I can't explain it, but this is ick. Why is this ick? It's also delicious, and I give myself the ick all the time because I, too, love chicken Alfredo. It's just, it's the most juvenile Italian dish. I never imagined a time where I thought I would say that sentence. Like, not once. Anyway, I'm going to give it an ick level two. Nothing you can't handle. Although I get it. I do get it. Okay. All right, next up. He watches a lot of relationship and dating videos. He is divorced and the videos seem to have helped him figure out what went wrong in that relationship and given him a better understanding of what he's looking for now. But he seems to have internalized all of the men are this way, women are this way ideas. I like reading up on relationship advice and learning about psychology as well, as I do think it helps give a foundation to understanding your partner in some situations. However, I live in more of a gray area and I focus more on the individual rather than generic traits of a gender. So is it ick to put a lot of stock in generic relationship videos? I'm going to be very honest with you here. I find this ick level four only because it determines so much of a relationship. If you're in a heterosexual relationship, how the other person views gender roles is like the foundation of everything. And I think, again, just my opinion, I think that keeping men and women in their prescribed boxes of like what men and women are supposed to be is a giant disservice to any relationship. It's obviously a disservice to women because women are usually put in a box of like, weaker and dumber and worse with money and more emotional and all of these things that we've heard about women for a bajillion years. But I also think that it does a disservice to men when we put them in a box that they can't get out of. Because if you think about the box that we put men in, we tell them they're less emotional, they're more physical, they have a higher sex drive, they're more career oriented, they they care more about that, they don't pay attention to these things. All these things that we just let them do. We just let them check out emotionally and we just, we don't expect them 
to understand our emotions or to understand their own emotions. And if you're with a man who only accepts that version of himself, I also feel like that means that he puts you as the opposite of that. So if he sees himself as like super tough, non-emotional, I feel like he categorizes you as way too emotional. And then they do things like, well, I'm not crying because that's not what men do. And you're too emotional because that's how women are. And I don't know. It just, I personally could not function if that was the dynamic, if that was what was expected. I'm just going to give this a, give you guys a little life hack. I married an emotional man. I married a, a crier and he wasn't always like that. He was a little, he was a little more tough when we first got married, but you know, cause we did like therapy. It is magical. I could not, I could not recommend it more. Marrying somebody who's just fully aware of his own emotions and like wants to talk to you about yours. What a novel idea. So I'm going to give that an ick level four. If he acts upon it, I'm going to give it a four. If he just likes watching them, I mean, it's lower than that, but I already did my whole spiel. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Or sometimes they like raise the price and they don't even tell you. It's because they're full on scamming us. They are full on scamming us. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or maybe you just forgot about them. On average, people save over $700 a year with Truebill. Also, you know how companies make it impossible to cancel subscriptions? Like you have to go through like 18 different pages and you have to like email three people and you have to give them like your social security number and your firstborn. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. You just link your accounts and you can unsubscribe from these things in one tap. Also, I don't just use them for subscriptions. I link all my accounts and then I just have a good overview of where I'm at. So I've linked like my debit card, my credit card, car payment, all of that is in one place. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B says, in a matter of seconds, I save $660 for the year on DirecTV. I saved $120 a year on my Sirius XM bill, and I saved $840 a year on car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash bad. Go right now, Truebill.com slash bad. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash bad. I'm Sinead Grimes-Beach. And I'm Annalyn McCord. After years spent playing best friends on screen on 90210. And fighting like hell behind the scenes. Ah, yes. How could I forget? <laughs> we made it out of our time in Young Hollywood on a show that shared names with the most iconic zip code in the world. Bonded for life, but not without a shit ton of baggage in tow. Now we are back together letting it all hang out on our new podcast, Unzipped. Tune in and unzip with us and our brilliant guests every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Next up, I was on a blind date at Olive Garden. First of all, he only ate one breadstick, but that's not the point. The point is that he would take a bite of food and then take a drink while there was still very much food in his mouth. Now, I know, I know that this is a sort of normal thing. Like it was not the first time I've seen it happen, 
but I would pay money for it to be the last time. (laughs) I'm feeling literal ick, but am I wrong on this one? So I find this level four upsetting because you really do have to be cool with your significant other's mouth, like all of it. You have to be cool with their brushing and flossing habits and their facial hair and eating and drinking mannerisms, all of it. Because not only do you have to put your mouth on their mouth, their mouth will also be other places, like possibly kissing your future children. Get your mind out of the gutter, you sickos. Where else do you think I was talking about? You perv. So I find that level four upsetting. Okay, next. She says, he moans super loudly when he pees, like loud moaning and groaning. (laughs) All right. I don't want to ick if like he has a medical condition, like maybe he has a UTI. Can men get UTIs? I'll Google it later. Maybe he has a kidney stone. But like if this is personal preference, mm, I'm going to give it a three. Going to give it a level three ick. Like for sure, tell your friends about it and possibly give him a a light roast, a toast, if you will, just to see how he responds. Like maybe he thinks it's funny and like it's going to be one of those things that he like does to bug you on purpose to like be funny. Anyone who's married knows that there are things that your husband does that like he knows you hate, but you don't hate him enough to get mad, but they just bug you a little bit. Like Matt leaves paper towels everywhere. Like there's always paper towels. It doesn't bug me enough that like I would start a fight over it, but like I definitely give him a light roasty toasty about it. So I'm going to give that a level three. Orange. Did I say orange or yellow? I, I should have gone back and seen. All right. This one I took very seriously. And this one is when he whistles. And unfortunately for all the whistlers out there, this is a level four. Level four ick. That's how much I hate whistling. I hate hearing anyone whistle. Matt, who you guys, I was going to introduce him as though you guys don't already know who he is. Also, if you don't, he's, he's my husband. Matt works in music and he does a bunch of different genres and projects, like depending on what they need from him. And one of the projects was a whistle project. You know, like listen to the song Young Folks. Like it's the beginning of that song. Like that's kind of what his project was based on. And it was going to take him like two days. And he gave me absolutely no warning. This man was just in his studio assaulting me with his whistles for hours. I honestly felt like it could have been punishable by law under the Eighth Amendment, which I'm like 80% sure is cruel and unusual punishment. And I also, okay, this is maybe, maybe a tangent, but I also think about whistling when I think about prison. Because prison sounds terrible, right? Bad food, you gotta poop in front of people. You probably get shanked on like any given Wednesday. And also, also, what if you are in a cell near someone or heaven forbid, with someone who whistles? What do you do then? What do you do then? Just tack on a murder charge to your to your criminal history? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's not even worth thinking about. It is probably a weird pet peeve but I, I hate whistling. I hate it. The only other person who I've met who hates whistling as much as I do is Meg. So whenever her kids are whistling, (laughs) we're both not well. Okay. Next is that he uses Google or Apple maps to get everywhere. Again, something that I do that icks myself. 
I've lived in Salt Lake for like three years. Still can't get anywhere without maps. But I also have another reason other than I'm just stupid, which is definitely reason number one. But I map everything. I'm, I'm saying this because maybe this gives him the benefit of the doubt of like why he uses maps everywhere. I like being prepared. I like knowing how many minutes till I get somewhere, how much traffic there's going to be. Is there a gas station on the way? So I, I like to map wherever I'm going, unless it's somewhere that I go really, really often. So I'm going to give this a level one because you could probably bring it up, but it's not a huge deal. I would not, I would not call this a deal breaker. It's an opportunity for a joke, for sure. Never forget that every dating experience is a way to expand your repertoire of jokes. Okay. You can always practice material on dates. I always go, whenever maps are involved, I go for an explorer joke. Okay. Like, yeah, make sure you've got your map, Lewis and Clark. Don't want to get lost on the way. Ponce de Leon kills every time. Okay. Next. After he's gotten ready for the day, he goes into his bathroom or he goes to his bathroom mirror and starts making faces to himself, like kissy faces, smirks, smolders, etc. <sighs> okay. I'm going to give this a soft three, but a pretty firm four. And the reason being that this is something that nobody should ever know about. Nothing scares me more than thinking my life is the Truman Show and there's actually a camera in my bathroom mirror and it's being broadcast to like millions of people because people saw like the poses I do, the faces I do, I would likely be locked far away from society. So that means the fact that you submitted this means that he's done this in front of you. He has, he's not keeping this to himself like the rest of us are. Like, yeah, we all make faces at ourselves. We all do poses. We all pretend that we're like on Jimmy Fallon and what we're going to look like when we walk out. We've all done that. But doing it in front of people, mm, firm four, firm ick four. I could take it down to a three if I knew his reaction, but I'm going to go with level four, sir. Stop that immediately. Okay, next. He avoids gossip like the plague. Like, good for him, but my favorite hobby is to judge people. So I think he might be too nice. I get for like most people, this is probably a green flag. This is probably like a really good quality for most people. But for bitches like me and you, it's level three ick. Level three. Like, I need my partner to agree with me that Stacey's fiance looks like Eric Trump and that the guy pumping gas next to us has weird hair. Like, it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't mean I don't like that person. It just means, hey, I feel like giving you my unfiltered thoughts. Please join in and give me yours. This is a safe space. I don't like when people make me feel bad about expressing my emotions. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like that shame aspect of it. <laughs> All right. Next. Uh, when they have a hard time understanding the rules of a card game or they aren't very good at a card game. I know it shouldn't be an ick, but I can't help it. I'm sorry. Nothing is more ick than when they want to be really good at something, but they aren't catching on to the fact that they're not good. So they're unironically putting tons of effort into it and they get mad when they aren't good at it. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I feel like we could also add being uncoordinated, but forcing themselves to participate in sports. Like I could not care less if, if guys like suck at something for like bad at golf or whatever. I do not care. Just stop doing it in a dead serious manner. I think about this one time. So my, my ex used to just like play basketball with his friends, which is weird. Um, 
like none of them were athletes. It's always weird when they're like too invested in recreational sports. I've always said that's one of my biggest red flags when dating is like guys who play on a flag football team when they're like 28 just for fun. And then they act like they play for the Green Bay Packers, like chill. So anyway, I ran into one of my exes at the gym. Well, he actually didn't see me. I saw him. He was at the basketball court and he was playing basketball with his friends. And I was like, this is literally why we aren't together. Like in that moment, I no longer had any feelings for him. I was like, yeah, I cannot stand to watch you be bad at something and not understand that you're bad at something. <laughs> uh, this applies to myself too, okay? I do not put myself in situations where I look uncoordinated. If anybody asks me to play pickleball or smash ball, spike ball, whatever it is, I will not do it because I don't want everybody to get icked at me. I don't think I gave that one a ranking. I'm going to give it a level three, three, four, a three, four, depending on their serious level. Uh, okay, the next one is that he gags himself when he brushes his teeth. <laughs> is it on purpose or accidentally? Because if it's purposely level 2.5, if it's accidentally 3.5, like grow up. Okay, next. Uh, he laughs just a little too loud and hard in the movie theater. Like, yeah, the joke in Spider-Man was funny, but probably not that funny. All right. I feel like whoever submitted this already knows how I feel about breaking the sacred code of social norms. Like, do not sit next to me if there's an open row. Don't bring tuna fish into an enclosed space. And do not talk or laugh loudly in a movie theater. I'm ranking it out of four. I personally would not persevere. All right. Uh, next, he only texts and sometimes calls on Snapchat and will not get my phone number. I got to be honest, Snapchat on its own over the age of like 22 feels like a giant red flag. Like, I'm pretty sure the Snapchat was just created by men who didn't want a record of the things they were saying or doing. But jokes on you, screen recording does not notify the person. That's what took down Chris D'Elia, thank goodness. Anyway, Snapchat just feels like he wears white sunglasses and still can't walk past a Victoria's Secret without making a comment, you know? Level four. Next, uh, he names all of his appliances, <laughs> including his car, after Pokemon characters. After Pokemon characters. This is a perfect example of when like nerdism goes too far. Like this is not charming gaming behavior. You're telling me this man has a blender named Snorlax and a car named Squirtle. Like who names their stuff anyway? I would give it a five, but it doesn't feel illegal. It just feels borderline. So I guess it's a four. I guess it's a four. Uh, okay, next. They don't ever reach out and they don't talk to me in public and they avoid me at social events and they flinch when I make physical contact. Baby girl, I must say that I don't think this person likes you very much, which in the rules of my life, people who don't like me are level five ick. In 2022, we don't have the time or space or energy for people who are not honored to be in your presence. Let it give you the ick and move along. Okay, next. Uh, a 22-year-old guy I dated in college got his tonsils out and he had his mom email and call all of his professors to get the homework slash lecture notes that he missed. This, this might seem extreme, my rating, but it's honestly a level five for me. One of my friends had an ex whose mom made all of his appointments for him. And this is what that communicates to me. 
you clearly don't have a lot going on because your mom can schedule anything willy-nilly or your mom knows your schedule so exactly that she can schedule anything. I hate talking to strangers on the phone as much as the next girl, but I can email a professor and call the dentist when I need to. Also, make no mistake that you will either be expected to take on this role or you'll have a mother-in-law who's entirely too involved. And I hate to break it to you. It's probably both. Both of those things are probably going to happen when a guy is 22 and can't email a professor. All I'm saying. All right. Anytime and every time I say that's weird, he will correct me and say, you mean that's just different to you. Doesn't matter who we're around. Okay. Keep it to yourself, Gandhi. Things can be weird. Giving it a three though. Like it falls in the same category as like guys who don't gossip. Like we get it. You're so much better than us. Nobody cares. Okay, next. He'll talk to strangers and not quite get the hint that the convo is going way too long or that they just don't want to talk to him, but he's just so kind and personable. So this is like a reason why the ick transcends most explanations because that's kind of a good thing. Like, I'm not going to lie, like being personable and like whatever. I mean, I hate talking to strangers, but like sounds like a nice guy, but that's the reason they're ick and they're not red flags. So this is like level three, which falls in that in-between zone. Again, I hate talking to strangers and I hate nothing more than like the guy next to you on a plane who's like, what have you got planned for your trip? When are you coming home? Are you from here? Are you headed home? And to think about like having to date that person, ick, ick. It does give me the ick to think of having to date somebody like that. But I know and love people like that. So maybe, maybe that's what's going on. All right, next. I had been dating this guy for a few months. It was very casual, but we were having a good time. I invited him to Friendsgiving with my close friends, even though I didn't really want him there due to some questionable things prior to that. I brought a sweet potato dish and he insisted on bringing a store-bought pumpkin pie. He left before me because I wanted to stay with my friends and he had other plans with his. So he took the pie that hadn't even been opened yet. (laughs) Level five. I'm so sorry, but that's weird. Why do you even do that? What are you going to do with the pie? That's so weird. That's so weird. I hate when people behave weirdly. Okay, uh, next. I've been with my boyfriend for four years and I love him dearly. He's probably the one for me, but he eats broccoli with ketchup. So people who haven't discovered that ketchup is mm, the worst aren't as evolved as those of us with better palates. Like ketchup is sugary, oily, grainy tomato goo, and it should be a federal crime to eat it, especially on the worst vegetable known to man. I'm sorry, but broccoli is the worst vegetable of all time. Will I eat it? Yes. Will I have diarrhea regret later? Absolutely. With ketchup, it's a no-go. As far as ick level, I mean, personal preference, I'd give it a level five, but you'd probably give it a level three. So you can probably get over it. I don't know. I couldn't. (laughs) Okay, next. He moans while he eats, but like quiet, subtle moaning. And it's only when he eats chips or popcorn or certain snacks. Plot twist, I married him and I'm embarrassed to take him out in public when food is involved. I'm not even going to rank this because getting icked when you're married is a, it's a whole new game. It's a whole new game. Like when you're dating, you are the sweetest version of yourself. You know, like you let things slide, you apologize when you're being unreasonable, etc. But when you're married, that side of you slips into the shadows. Like Matt will sneeze loud, which I hate. And I used to be like, 
it's fine. And now I'm like, do you want to get a noise complaint from our neighbors? Get it together. Like, get it together. Or Matt also eats peanut butter and jellies dipped in milk. I don't want to talk about that. Like, I can't divorce him over it, but I can and I will ignore him for several hours. There's nothing like just being locked and in love and then getting icked and just knowing that this is your eternal ick. I'm sure Matt has icks that he's had to get over with me. Like the fact that I literally sometimes go four days without changing my clothes. But we're all making sacrifices here. Okay. Okay. Next. We have the same last name and I just could not become attracted to him. This gives me level one ick, but that does not mean that it's not valid. You know, fun fact. Uh, you can break up with somebody over this. Any reason you hate their last name, break up with them. You don't have to stay. If you just hate that part, you can leave. Any relationship that you don't 100% want to be in, you don't have to be in. It's a great life hack. Okay, next. He spent too much money on the date. I know this sounds like the least concerning problem, but then I felt like I owed him something and it no longer felt natural. Speaking of which, how much money should be spent on a first date? Interesting. Interesting. You're a better person than me. Because I would say this is level zero, maybe one, because I like when people spend money on me. Uh, But if they're weird and like showy and shoving it down your throat and like asking for something in return, it's honestly probably because they aren't rich at all, but they want you to think that they are. Like if they just want to get a few extra appetizers and like they leave a good tip and they buy luxury seating at the movie, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. So I guess it is case by case, but uh, I personally very much like when people spend their money on me. But let's let's answer this question. How much money should be spent on a first date? Let's do the math here. So if you go somewhere casual, maybe like in the realm of California Pizza Kitchen, that's like $40, $50 for two people. Am I right? Am I right there? I, and I think that's plenty, plenty for a first date. That's like, I think that's pretty nice. But if you're doing like an in and out situation, which is like $15 total, maybe include another activity. So like maybe also a movie, but I feel like $50. I don't know. Is that fair? I feel that's fair. I mean, if somebody wanted to spend more on me, I never had, I never had an experience where I came home and I was like, he just like spent too much money on me. I only came home and was like, yeah, you made me split the bill with him. (laughs) Okay, next. Um, He clips his toenails directly onto the kitchen floor. Okay, now that I have your attention, is this the ick? I am literally married to him and pregnant, but my husband clips his toenails directly onto the ground and then vacuums them up. That's good. Sometimes he even does this on the carpet in the living room. I get that he vacuums them up, but it just grosses me out. For context, I get a paper towel or toilet paper. I set it down. I clip my nails over it and I ensure that the nail lands on the towel or tissue and then I fold it up and I neatly throw it away. Is it worth leaving my husband and breaking up my family before our child is even born? LOL. It is actually. It is actually worth destroying your family over. What if your child learns to crawl and then puts his toenails in their mouth? Obviously, I'm kidding. Please don't leave him. But this is immediate level four behavior and does need to change. Why don't people clip their nails in the shower and then put them down the drain? That's what I do every single time. If I'm not supposed to do that, if there's like a plumber listening please don't tell me because it's the only piece I've ever found knowing that my nail trimmings are in the abyss. Okay. Next, when clothes shopping, he will unfold a shirt or take it off the hanger or whatever. And then when he's done, he just piles it on top of everywhere he found it, of wherever, sorry, of wherever he found it. 
No attempt to replace or make it look decent. Even if he digs through a whole stack of shirts, he'll just let it be a messy pile. Am I OCD? No, this feels like being rude to a server. It just feels disrespectful. And being rude to a server, by the way, level five, I would give this a level four. I would. Okay, next. Um, they said that good health was a privilege, not a right, when we discussed universal health care. I live in a country with universal health care, and this did not go down well for me or well with me. All right, well, it sounds like you're Canadian, which if you're Canadian, I'm really jealous. And listen, I don't understand much about like anything, but I do know that this is wrong. I Do you know how many absolutely healthy people get diagnosed with debilitating diseases that have nothing to do with their eating and workout schedule? I'm so sick of people acting like, well, if you just ate well and went and worked out, you won't have to go to the doctor, so you wouldn't need to spend the money. What are you talking about? What is that logic? I, I, I get so fired up about this. Remember that tweet that's like, <laughs> if you want to understand the American healthcare system, just remember that one of the most popular shows of all time is about a teacher who had to learn how to sell meth in order to pay his chemo bills. It's asinine. And it's, it's, oh, it's level five straight to jail. I hate when people have that. I hate when people are like, well, why don't you just eat better? You want to get cancer. It's like, I don't even understand anything. And I know that that's not right. I hate everyone. Okay. Uh, he blows his nose and then thoroughly inspects it. I mean, sometimes you've got to check, but every time, who inspects at all for any reason? I've never once blown my nose and then looked at it. Why would one do that? I mean, I would almost give this a level zero because it sounds like you are cool with it on occasion and therefore you might have the problem. I think that's gross. I think that's gross. I don't want to see it. I don't want it near me. Don't want to look at it. Okay, let's move on to the next one. I feel like I've been talking a lot during these ones. So <laughs> let me let me go through these last ones a little bit quicker. All right, she said he's 22, graduated college and still used three-in-one men's body soap for his hair, body, and face wash. He thinks it's normal and acceptable. I get the ick. Should this be a deal breaker or is it acceptable? All right, this is... Um, I would call this a level two, unfortunately, because it's the world we live in. It's the world we live in. Most straight men won't even consider different hygiene routines unless a girl shows them how to do it. Not all, not all men, but most straight men. We have to take one for the team on this one, unfortunately, and we do have to show them how. The majority of men just don't really think about it. So if you're slipping in a clean and clear morning and night, they're not going to care. So unfortunately, we got we to gotta fall on our is it fall on our sword. Is that what it is? Don't know. All right, next. The phrase, the boys. Going out with the boys. Barf. Personally, my ick, but my friends disagree. All right. Past high school, this doesn't even feel necessary. Well, maybe in college, I guess the boys, whatever. But past the age of like 21, 22, a true sign of a maturing man is when he says buddies. Oh, my work buddies, my buddies from high school. You know what I mean. You know the type. So depends on the age. I personally, if somebody said I'm going out with the boys, I would roast them into oblivion. Okay, um, next. 
When I'm making out with a guy and we pull away and he looks half drunk, you know the look, glazed over eyes, eyelids halfway closed, mouth open, slightly droopy face. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be hot or not. Sometimes I kind of feel the ick with it. What say ye? Again, a bad quality, a red flag, no, but an ick nonetheless. I absolutely know what this means or I know what she's talking about and it's horrible. Okay, next one. When I was in college, the nicest man took me on a couple of different dates. He was thoughtful, fun, kind, respectful, and I absolutely could not stand him touching me. I couldn't figure it out because I wanted to like him so badly because he was so great. I ran into him on campus one day and he was wearing a slight, slight v-neck shirt and a massive puff of hair was clawing its way out of his shirt, trying to breathe a breath of fresh air and was also blowing back and forth in the breeze. For whatever reason, I was so freaked out by his chest hair that I told him I didn't ever want to go out with him again. Sorry for all the hairy men out there. I love you and I appreciate you, but it might be a little bit scared of you. (laughs) No fault of your own. Hair is an ick, but it's one of those icks that can be remedied with self-awareness. Like hair doesn't bug me as long as the guy knows that he's hairy and the girl he's dating might not be used to it. Like when a guy puts on a shirt and he's like, oh yeah, my chest hair is out. I should, I should change my shirt. It's like, yeah, then your chest hair doesn't freak me out. But like when they're completely unaware of their chest hair, that's when it becomes, that's when it becomes a red flag. Okay. How about, I'm going to, I saved the worst two for last. These last two are horrible. You know what? I'm going to say the last three. One, my friend dated a guy that would hold on to his mom's front pocket with his pointer finger. Like they would just hang out and he would chill that way. And they would also kiss on the mouth in front of her. I'm sorry, family mouth kissing when it's not a very small toddler slash baby is a big, big no. It's a level five. If I saw a grown ass man kiss his mother on the mouth, I would call the police. Are you kidding me? Okay, uh, this next one. It's not as bad, but it makes me laugh. The last one, you guys are going to hate me that it's going to be the last thing I leave you with. All right, this one says, I dated this guy for only about two months. Every time he came to an event with my family or friends, he would ask everyone to subscribe to his YouTube channel and follow him on Instagram. His content was not funny or interesting in any way, but he was hell-bent on getting the numbers. When it was just us, he would check his app that told him who unfollowed him, and then he would spend the whole day cranky if someone had unfollowed him. His delusion for internet fame was the ultimate ick, and why I was okay with it when he broke up with me because I unsubscribed from his YouTube channel. I'm just picturing bringing a first date to like a family party and having him be like, hey, do you want to like subscribe to my YouTube channel? It feels like Ryan from The Office. Um, Oh, I just came across this one and this one's not that bad. Listening to Dashboard Confessional all the time. What are you saying? That's my favorite band. That and Second Serenade. Okay, this one is the bad one that I I have to leave you guys with. She says, this actually traumatizes me to to type this out. But this one guy had a water bottle next to his bed that was just half full of phlegm. When he had a loogie during the night, he would just lean over and spit in his water bottle. So on that note, on that note, um, I don't even know. I didn't even like type any notes to that one. Didn't write any response because I think about it and I want to no longer read your story. So if you do that or you've ever considered doing that, please seek treatment. All right. That's all we have time for today. And I love you guys so much. Again, cannot believe that we had a million. Really, really cannot believe it. 
but I appreciate it. And uh, go subscribe, rate, review if you don't mind. Uh, Spotify does review, or not reviews, but they do ratings now, so you can leave five stars. And I love you so much. Be safe, be kind, be hot. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you. So please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind the scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week.